Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Investigative Postcast, a new podcast from Investigative Post. I'm Jim Heaney, editor and founder of Investigative Post. We're a nonprofit investigative reporting center dedicated exclusively to watchdog journalism in Buffalo and Western New York. Our podcast will provide an inside look at how we go about our work and feature interviews with newsmakers, including those who make their way into our coverage. This week, I'm talking with Susan Arbetter, who's usually the one asking the questions. Susan is the award-winning host and producer of The Capitol Press Room, the daily interview program that airs on some 20 NPR stations across the state, including WBFO here in Buffalo. She's become a must-listen for anyone interested in state politics and policy. Susan? Welcome to our first podcast. This is thrilling. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're a, you're a pioneer again, again. <laughs> so you got it. Thank you. So you're going to be in Buffalo uh, Tuesday uh, of next week, the uh, the 13th, seven o'clock at the Birchfield Penny. I'm going to interview you in front of a live audience. Um, When's the last Do you time know you how Buffalo? excited I am about this? Well, uh, yeah, we've been talking about it, and you are excited, and I don't understand why, but bless you. <laughs> well, I am because uh, the the love that I'm getting from Buffalo, I guess it's called Buffalo. I feel it over Twitter and over Facebook <laughs> and even over the airwaves. I'm actually um, really uh, psyched to come out and see people like um, – Buffalo in a box and Rachacha and all the different handles that I've been talking to for a long time. I know some of those people. I know some I know of those you do. people. Uh, so, so, so Buffalo kind of holds a special place in your heart in part because of the role it played in, uh, oh, in you yeah. getting the Capitol Press Room. So why don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what role right. we've, we've played in your uh, success? So seven years ago, this show, the Capitol Press Room, didn't exist. It was just sort of, you know, uh, something that I thought about occasionally. Boy, I'd really like to do uh, a radio show from the state capitol. But you don't just do it. You know, you have to get actual stations to carry the radio show. And a commitment, an hour a day to ask a station like WDFO, for example, to carry is just, you know, really a heavy lift. Who has an hour a day to give? Even though we give the show away for free, it's still a lot to ask. But I called upon one of my old friends, um, Mark Scott, who was the news director at WBFO for a long time. Just a joy to, to work with and to talk to. I love this guy. And we had worked together before, and he liked some of the stuff I had done at a former radio station, a former public radio station in Albany, WAMC. And he said, sure. And he went to bat for me. And because of that and because of a news director in uh, Albany, I had my two, uh, my two goalposts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I had the, the, what, the listenership I needed to lift this thing off the ground and get other stations like XXI and RVO and Binghamton uh, to carry it. So I am in love with Buffalo for a lot of different reasons, <laughs> but primarily because, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Buffalo, this show would not be in existence today. All right, well, that's good to hear. So thank you, WBFO, I guess, huh? Yeah, I mean, they really took a chance on an unknown uh, quantity. You know, I, I've i done radio for a long time, too. <laughs> we talked about this. We're both old. But um, we uh, the, fa- the fact is that I had never done um, 
uh, a radio show of this caliber. Let's put it this way. I've done mm-hmm. a lot of fluffy shows. I did a TV show that was pretty substantive, but that's TV. It's not radio. And an mm-hmm. hour a day is a large uh, amount of radio to fill. Um, and to do it well, you have to really pour your heart and soul into it. And, and, but they took a, a risk. They took a, a leap of faith, and I'm grateful to them. Now, you're on the air for an hour a day. Um, uh, how, your, work, your work day is my work eight, <laughs> ten hours? I mean, when do you start? When do you finish? Um, well, because it's, it's obvious, you know, as somebody who, uh, you, you know, you interview me, I'm, I'm on usually every other Thursday. And I'm always impressed about uh, how prepared you are. And, and you must spend a lot of time just following things, formulating questions, and kind well, of, you know kind of boning up. It's, on. it's a job that never ends, right? Mm-hmm. You, when you go home, you don't stop uh, looking at your phone, right? I mean, I'm constantly yeah. reading. Um, there's so much uh, stuff that's out there. Got to keep up, keep up. I actually um, don't particularly love vacation because I know I need to put my phone away um, or my husband is going to get mad at me. But um, I, I have to look at it anyway because you need yeah. to constantly keep up. But my day starts at 3.52 a.m. And I, it's, it's not that bad when you get used to it, I swear to God. Okay, it's it's not that no bad. Thanks. I just no automatically thanks. get up. But the, the trick, Jim, is to make the clock say 4 a.m., but have it really be 3.52. This is the key. You've got to trick yourself to get out of bed. So I get up, I make myself some coffee, and I look through the papers, which is or they're all online, mm-hmm. and I tweet out some stuff. I eat some breakfast, get dressed. I get to the Capitol around 6 a.m., I'm the only one here except for some of the cleaning ladies who do, like, walking. They walk around mm-hmm. the Capitol, like, for exercise, like they do at the mall, old people at the mall, retirees. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I've seen and, them, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I say hello to them, and then I'm, I, I get to work. And, yeah, and you I tape, love you, to be you tape, you tape live at 11? Yeah, live at 11, and um, although we do do pre-tape sometimes, as you know. Yes. You're very busy and difficult to nail down. Yeah. So you do have to accommodate you yeah. with free taping. <laughs> well, I'm just difficult, period. So <laughs> this uh, is what I hear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so you're you're a woman in in a uh, alpha male field. Um, yeah. How? What's your What's your approach to the job that you think differentiates your your program from from others? Well, the whole idea behind this program. Um, there's two different trains of thought. The first idea is uh, uh, preeminent. I want to get people interested enough in politics that they don't just sit on their hands, that they get to the voting booth and make an informed decision. New York has one of the lowest uh, percentages of voter turnout in the United States. Really? Isn't that horrendous? It is, it, can you believe the empire state, New York, and it is one of the lowest voter turnouts. And uh, it's not – the more people just uh, uh, allow uh, the powers that be to get away with what they get away with, the less democracy we have. And um, it's, it's a horrible situation, and I need to do what I can to prevent that. So if I make something fun 
and I try to boil down difficult, dry issues like solid waste we did today. Right? And I started the program by saying, Ben Franklin said that you know, ta death and taxes are inevitable. And I said, well, and there's one other thing that's inevitable. And that's solid waste. Because <laughs> as long as you have mammals roaming the earth, we're going to have solid waste. So what do you do with it? So the thing is, is that it, I try to make it fun and interesting. And um, it's, it, whether it's uh, funny fun or uh, fun because it's combative, I just try to make it uh, worthwhile for somebody to listen to on their way to and from work. The other issue is the the female issue, and there, uh, Fred Dicker is a is a talk show host here at the state capitol. You know Fred, I'm sure. Oh yes, yes. He's uh, an institution, um, longtime state editor for the New York Post, and very well respected. Um, but he has a particular style of doing talk radio. I would call it the it's the Rush Limbaugh, Bob Lonsbury, and all these people are tremendously successful. I am not at all looking down my nose at them, but they are not attracting women listeners. Okay. Women, um, generally speaking, and all of this is just generalizing here, but women, I'm, I want a, a radio talk show that I would listen to. So I'm looking for humor. I'm looking for some bite. I'm looking for substance. But I'm not necessarily looking at the alpha male swaggering, you know, I'm better than you, and I'm going to share my opinion, and I think it's right all the time kind of attitude. That's not going to attract the woman that I'm thinking of in my mind, which is me. So that's what I'm trying to do, Jim. I'm trying to attract regular women who are um, not public radio listeners, typically. There are more men than women that listen to public radio. What, what's your audience share uh, look like? What do, your, what do your demographics tell you? Well, my demographics tell me that I'm attracting women. And so that's one goal. And remember, um, I started this out of nothing. And I, I shouldn't say I. I mean, it was it was um, like Mark Scott. It was my boss, Bob Dano, who's the CEO of WCNY. Um, he's the one who really funded my chance. And when I sold, I sold it to him, and uh -huh. he bought into it literally. He made sure that I had all the equipment I had. And um, what my audience looks like is a typical public radio audience, very well educated, um, people who are invested in the system, people who vote, they're older, and um, they buy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty good. But, but even more importantly for um, people who listen to, to my show is that it's more like narrow casting, like it's broadcasting, but you're speaking directly to people who are the decision makers, the people here in Albany. These are people who write legislation. So your, so your audience includes the movers and shakers? Yes, exactly. And your overall audience is, what, 20 stations, about 100,000 listeners a day? Yeah, and not all of them are public. Uh, not all, they're all public radio stations, but they're not all NPR affiliates. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, some yeah. of them are, like my station in Albany, WVCR, is a college station. It's affiliated with Siena College, and uh, they their tagline, Jim, is "We play anything." And <laughs> even even they Susan are better. Play my show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they might let me today. in someday too. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So okay. uh, yeah, but but the, it's the same. The 
community station in Ithaca or a, uh, a college station in, in Albany. It's, it's pretty much the same audience. Good. Well, listen, I'm looking forward to having you uh, in Buffalo uh, uh, Tuesday the 13th. Uh, oh, it's the 13th? Tuesday the 13th. I'm just kidding. Of course, uh, I will be there. I will be there with bells <laughs> on. I'm bringing my producer, Alyssa Plock. Oh, and it'll be nice to meet her. I've yes, dealt with she, her long distance via email and phone. She um, is the, uh, the engine that powers this machine. So she'll right. be in the audience, and if people want to get her autograph, please. Just, you know. <laughs> she, she loves it when people come over and just hug her willy-nilly. There <laughs> we go. me right now and say, no, no. Somehow, somehow I don't have that effect on people. <laughs> well, I'm going to hug you when I see you, and I'm going to yeah, hug well, you in front okay. of all those people. That's okay. That's I okay. hope you're ready to be, um, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to needle you a little bit. Well, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> we can, I can play that game, Susan. I can play that's that game. Awesome. I thank you very much for your time, and I look forward to seeing you next week. And I'm thanking everybody for listening to our uh, initial Investigative Post podcast. Um, thanks, Susan. Thank you. This has been a treat. You can hear more of me and Susan at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, September 13th. That's next Tuesday at the Birchfield Penny Arts Center in Buffalo. Tickets are just $10 or free to Investigative Post members. You can buy tickets online at investigativepost.org backslash events. And if you have a question you'd like me to pose to Susan, send it along to me at j-h-e-a-n-e-y at investigativepost.org. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.